Welcome to Get Your Rocks Off with Mick Wall, the world's leading rock and metal writer. Each week, he'll unpack stories, stories that you won't find in print. So pour yourself a Jack and Coke and get ready to get your rocks off. This episode is brought to you by the Get Your Store. For all of your Get Your Rocks Off merch, including t-shirts, face masks, and yep, Hotel Tropicana coffee mugs, head over to getyourstore.com. Hello and welcome to another scintillating edition of Getting Your Rocks On. Is that it? Get yeah, your rocks something on? like that. Something like that. He's John. I am, of course, me. Mick Wall. And, uh, sorry, when you say Mick, you have to say the... The Mick Wall, the, as opposed to all the other Mick Walls. That's right. Do you know Mick there, Wall. There was a there Mick is a, Wall. Do you know there is another Mick Wall? Well, of course there is. It's, no. not, it's not like it, you know, it's not like you're called, <laughs> I, I don't know, Rumpelstiltskin. No, no, a writer yeah. who sometimes I get mistaken for. I say sometimes, I think it's happened twice in 40 years. Yeah. He's a what I call a proper writer. He yeah. writes comedy for the BBC. Yeah, does he? He does. And about... Um, Mrs Brown's boys, probably. And this is about 15 years ago, they were taking Bottom out on tour, which oh. was Rick Mayle yeah, and Aid Edmondson, Edmondson yeah. formerly of The Young Ones. Yeah. And uh, I got a phone call saying, do you want to write the tour programme? I was like, yeah, <laughs> thinking they must remember they mu- me. They must mean me. <laughs> Well, I didn't know there was another Mick Wall. They must love all my Iron Maiden stuff. I did well, not no, they know. Were, yeah, but had you done the bad news thing by then? Yes, we were they, knew each yeah, other. Yeah, well, there you go. That's why you'd think that, yeah. Exactly. They'd be, when I had a television show, I don't know if I've ever mentioned No, I, I don't think you did had a television, television programme on the satellite channels. And they, they came on as guests. They did. In character. Yeah. Um so I just immediately assumed, as, even though like it was would. like 17 years would. later. Yes, I'll do that. Because they know. love me. They yeah. know me. Like, I would like to do that. What is the fee? Exactly. That was your exact question. And um, and I took extra care because I thought, well, this is new territory for me. <laughs> In other words, I was way <laughs> you, past you, the deadline. Yeah, you, mean you, set, you set out to do a good job. That's your See, bloody I phone, isn't told it? You. Put I it told on you. silent. I tried. You told me you how to put it on silent. You can't put it on silent, can you? Because it's not a proper phone. Wow. <laughs> I told you. I took your advice and it didn't work. Yes, my advice was for an iPhone. Uh, okay, you well, that's you not, got a U phone. It's not an iPhone. No, it's not. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought, well, it's 17 years. They, they, they remember me. Yeah, it was 17 years since I spoke they do. to them. 17 years since that afternoon they came into our TV studio <laughs> on the day they were doing loads of other press. He's remembered. He's thought, God, if we ever get a chance to have a tour programme, I know who's writing Say it. Say 17 years It's like years Alan Partridge and Cheeky Monkey. Exactly. If I ever get the chance to have someone on my TV show. <coughs> Be Cheeky Monkey. Be Cheeky Monkey. Did you? <laughs> cheeky Monkey playing monkey tennis. Yeah. <laughs> monkey tennis. I'd still like to see yeah. that. So, um, 
So I wrote this thing. I took extra care over it. And I sent it in thinking this this could be a new this could be the thing a new career. Path yeah, this for is me. because what's going to happen is they're going to read my program notes. And they're going to say, actually, this guy should be writing scripts. He should. He, he should. should be he's on the so road with us. He's, he's so, so funny. Good. He's, he's funnier so, than us. He's much funnier, funnier than, than us. us. Yeah. Way funnier. Yeah. So I sent it in, and um, they didn't like it. <laughs> they got back and they said, actually, we're going to get aid to do it. To do it. Yeah. And I'm thinking. Aid Edmondson is yeah. going to write something funnier than me. Yeah, yeah. And then it came out a few weeks later, as I was still trying to get paid, that they thought I was the Mick the, the, Wall yeah, from the, the BBC. Other Mick Wall. Yeah. Did and I'm they, like, what other Mick so Wall? You, so what's happened is you've actually traduced his reputation with your shoddy no, copy. That gave it a bump, I yeah. think. He he's now doing Iron Maiden biographies. Yeah, that's and, and right. Yeah. And doing the them quite Jennifer well. Small, Smallwood's ringing him going, God, Mick Wall's got better over the years. That's he actually seems to he actually seems to know what he's talking job. about. Some things just aren't funny. He actually seems to know what he's on about. No, days. no, no. You've gone too far. Um now um before we actually do get stuck into whatever the podcast subject is this week, we did have some very sad, sad news. Over the sad. In fact, you texted me the news in an old school style. I did. You've still not got onto WhatsApp or anything like that, despite going on about your iPhone. No, I have got. I, I have got WhatsApp. I just don't let you on it. You know, oh, I, I just don't want blocked. you to know in case you start blocked. bothering me. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't let anybody know I'm on WhatsApp because no. then they start messaging you. They won't. Yeah. So Mick what's Wall, that about? Mick Wall is not on WhatsApp if you've got right. his number. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So um, so he texted the sad you the news. news. It was a three-word text. Three-word text. Uh, Tawny Kitane dead. Yeah. He was so upset he didn't even write is. He just, I found out on Saturday night and then I thought it, was, uh, it wasn't real. It was one of those hoax oh, things. Oh, yeah. Because here's, for me... Here's the deal. Here's the weird part is I was in contact with her because I'm writing a book at the moment about L.A. rock and metal in the 80s. Oh, and you immediately thought, first person. Well, no, she was first on of all, I'm going to contact all of the girls. That's what you thought. <laughs> I do well, the girl, all the boys. Yeah, I do all the girls first. I've done all the boys. Yeah, what well, do I want well, to talk to that. Vince yeah. Neal again for? You yeah, know? He's exactly, not going to improve yeah. on what he told me back then, is he? I don't know what he told you back then. Not fucking Probably, much, to no, be honest. He didn't have yeah, to, did he? No. It's more action. Action speak louder than words. That's right. Um, so I had been messaging her via Twitter. Yeah, she blocked you. Probably. That's probably why you're not on WhatsApp. <laughs> she she blocked you. No, 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 no. We we had a very cordial exchange. Yeah. Who is um, this? <laughs> Who is this again? Here I go again. I yeah, the, oh, hey. yeah, she's never heard that before. Anyway, I was shocked, really shocked. So I said, I said something, then took it down. I thought, nah. Um, and then it came out on Sunday. It was official. She died. Mm. I, I, as we speak, I don't think the actual, the actuality of the cause is known. No. By the time this goes out in a couple of days' time, it might be. I think, yeah, I, th I think uh, she was only 59, wasn't she? And I think she'd had a, some troubled, very troubled times. So You mean mentally or physically? I think she'd had, um, well, as far as I remember, she had uh, some substance abuse problems. She'd had a troubled life, I think. And Her uh, father had also died quite recently. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that knocked her for a loop for yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, um, but she'd been think- through a very difficult breakup with her husband, I think, um, of some the- years ago, who's a baseball player. That's the one she had the two children with. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. They hadn't yeah. been together for a long while, though, I don't think. No. No, but it seems to be an ongoing... I don't know. The fact ongoing. is we don't know. So out of respect, we we're won't not, speculate. No. But we will talk about the tawny we knew. Yes, who was absolutely magnificent, I thought. I because think she took a shine to you, didn't she? Did. She did. Well, you, what you've got to say back then, it was a man's world, wasn't it? It was a man's world back then, heavy metal in the early to, to mid-1980s. And so for a woman to come along and, and make a mark in the way that tawny did, I think was great. And she was a ballsy chick, as they said, as they said back then. She was, and she and and ballsy in a way that I think was probably even more heroic than for. A then woman is that, that's is what now. I mean. You've said it very well. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, because at that time, I mean, MTV, uh, you know, which launches in '82, mainly with British rock band videos because they're making interesting videos. But by the time you get to '83, '84, Motley and all these people. Um, there's a great quote from one of the MTV founders saying, suddenly it was all just girls in cages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and she's so... She came from that world. Yeah. And she so could easily have been just another, you know, like Bobby Brown in the Warrant video. Yeah, yeah. But she actually transcended that. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, I first heard of her and, uh, and got to know her a little bit. Uh, when she appeared in the White Snake video, yes, but yes, she'd been around long before. I was going to say, look, I th- I, as I believe, and as I remember from from various things, she arrived in LA with Rat around the same time because she because she was Robin Robin Crosby's girlfriend, and she is she is actually the girl on the cover of uh, Out of the Cellar. Was that a pair of legs? Yeah, she's cr- no, she's crawling out of the cellar. Yeah. Yeah, as you would do. Were I, I Robin thought it was Crosby, her legs the, on the cover of Invasion of Your Privacy. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe no, no, I, I think, think you're right about yeah, this. Yeah. Maybe she was on both. Maybe she's on both. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, you got to, back then. It was a small world, and it, you know, not a lot of money, and rat are looking around, and one of the band's girlfriends is incredibly beautiful, and they need to shoot an album cover. It's not a huge leap, is it? No, not you at know, all. Not a huge leap. So she was known for that, and I think her and Robin broke up. But I think she, from from what I remember, she always held a bit of a candle for him. I did not know yeah, that. I think, I think I, again, I'm trying to remember where I either read or saw this, and I think when Robin was very ill towards the end, because um, Robin Crosby passed away from AIDS. About 20-odd years yeah, ago yeah, now, I guess. Yeah. And, and when he was very ill at the end, I believe she's one of the people who was still going to see him. And, really? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Well, I first clapped eyes on her when David Coverdale came into... The studios at Sky, where I used to do the Monsters of Rock show. He used to have a television show. Uh, This isn't the Mick Wall who writes the BBC. (laughs) This is the the other one. This is the other Mick Wall. That isn't on the BBC. No, and will probably never never be. Never. Um, And uh, Coverdale comes in. Uh, no one's heard the night. It was called the 1987 album over here, but everywhere else it's called White. It's Snake. just called White Snake or White Snake because he's just he's just reinventing himself all the time. All the time he's gone. He's done all the stuff over here with your cosy <laughs> pals and your Neil Murrays. He said, "Sayonara, see you." I'm going to LA. Yeah, reemerges with a 
California tan yes. and streaky hair. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, we get that. But very here's the sexy. story. I mean, he's okay. very sexy. Story. He walks he comes in next in the to studio, you, and he's he very comes sexy. In the, studio. the last time I've seen him, he was looking like old Coverdale. Yeah, now he looks and like And that was in LA. Cuff. He'd come to see Marillion do the Roxy. Ah. Because him and Fish were big drinking rock star buddies. Pals, yeah. Drinking buddies. Drinking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Through their yeah. nose. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he looked like old Cub. He still had the brown hair. Brown, yeah. He, he, he was always a very good looking guy. He was a lovely looking man. But, but by he, the time we, we had the to old, 87, we've, we've spoken before, haven't we, about the old eye problem he had briefly. One at home, one, one away. That was it. <laughs> but that was sorted out. All of it was sorted yeah. out. But then he, he went beyond sorting. He went to oh, maximising. He went to the, he had the whole sort of LA body makeover. So he walks in the studio. I haven't seen him since this thing. Yeah. I haven't heard the album yet. All I've got is Still of the Night. Yeah. And it's like, wow. That sounds like Led Zeppelin. No, of course. But almost. you look at him and you're going, I get it. This is like 80s version of MTV yeah. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But he comes in looking amazing and I'm chatting to him going, it was only about a year before I'd seen did him. He, did he say, hello, Michael? He did. Yeah. He, 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 yeah he, but when, the, when we played the video, because yeah. we had to make do with playing some old ones, because the only new one we had was Still of the Night. So yeah. we'd slide it in and uh, yeah, right to the top. Yeah. And um, I go, so now, David, world exclusive, we're going to show you a brand new video. Yes, you know. And so we, we put it on. And as we put it on, we're sitting, for some reason, we're sitting on stools uh, against some jazzy fucking TV backdrop job. Yeah. And um, maybe they're trying to so equal, we're equalize your heights. And the video comes fuck off. The video <laughs> comes on and he leans over and he taps me on the knee and he leans over and he says to me, tremendous piece of ass. <laughs> what and to I, and you? I, well, I, I'm, 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 I'm You're not including because I'm listening to the me? director, the floor manager. Mm. I'm doing my thing of, and he goes, and tap me and he goes, Tremendous piece of ass. And let's let's be clear, you were a sexy little piece back in those days. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so it could so it like, could have been you. No, no, you start to, you start to blush because then I looked at the video and I yeah. saw what he was talking about, yeah. and of course it was Tawny, Tawny Kitane. She, didn't she's know her back. name. She's I didn't back. Know her name. She's out. Of, she's out of the cellar. She was magnificent, yeah. and of course it had such an impact on MTV showing because it was way beyond girls in cages. You know, there hadn't really been a video like that before where you've actually got not just a sexy, beautiful woman, but... A sexy, beautiful man. But also one with a sense of humour. You know, there was a yeah. lot of was, jokes. It, it was and, pushed to the edge. It was typical Coverdale, actually. But, he always had that very kind of very carry-on carry British... He was like the Sid James He was, yeah. And, and so it, all of that White Snake stuff, although it was brilliant, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek as well. You see, if they brought out a compilation now called Carry On White Snake... Yeah, well, that would be amazing. I would, I would get it. I'd it buy that. I'd buy that. Because when she when he does the later video, he does uh, Here I Go Again, or and she's vaulting over the... Is this is this love what it was called? She was in all... Is, is this, this love, love? Here I Go Again. feeling. But she when... Was in, um, and she starts tumbling over the car bonnet and all of that. So, and you thought Coverdale was just seeing how far he can go with this thing. And it was pretty far. It was pretty far. And, and she became... Paid and it, it paid off massively to the point where... 
I mean, obviously, they, they did get married, but it, so it paid off for him in that respect. The tremendous piece of ass became his wife. But also, it became, they became this kind of double act for a while, with, and it pushed Whitesnake. I don't think her role can be underestimated in how big that album became. Well, they became a bit like the Becks and Posh. Exactly. Of metal in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. We I haven't really got a modern equivalent, we have we? Well, Ross did that, uh, our old chum. Mr. Mr. Halfin did that splendid photo shoot on the beach yeah. with, in LA with with Coverdale in a dinner jacket. Yeah, and shades. Uh, yeah, and shades. Bare feet. On yeah, the sand. on the sand, and there's there's Tawny in a bikini. Ross told me at the time. He said uh, Coverdale was saying to him, Ross, why are you dragging me to the ocean? You know, <laughs> and Tawny's going, Oh, come on, Dave, it'll be yeah. great, it'll be great, because yeah. she could do her thing. Yeah, she, she was, was she pictures. could do her thing, yeah. And she did. And do you remember also... Oh, they um, were fantastic pictures. And on on that tour, um, we used to make fun of it in Kerrang, you and I. Not me, because I'm a good man, but you and the others. <laughs> um, uh, and it got to the point where they, they took her on the tour and he would do the opening couple of numbers and then suddenly he'd go, she's here. <laughs> and the crowd... Most of them didn't know what he's on about, but the ones that did went, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. woo, woo, you know. Oh, yeah, she'll be with us shortly. You know. <laughs> and then she would come dancing out, you know. The only other equivalent I can think of was um, Brian Ferry and um, Jerry Hall. Yeah. A bit before your time, but... Yeah, I don't know who you mean. Okay. In, like, 76, Brian <laughs> were they, Ferry... Were they in black and white? Or? No. Humphrey Bogart. He dressed as if he was Humphrey in Black Humphrey Bogart and, and Lauren Bacall. He used to dress like, like Clark Gable he did, at the time. He, did, he used to have the little thing. I d- look, I d- I'm joking. I know exactly who you And when they did the big... He had a, a, one of many big solo hits, Let's Stick Together. Yeah. She was in the video. Yeah. There was a bit at the end of the, of the song where it goes, there's a woman going, oh, 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 mm. like that. But more like a woman. Yeah. And out comes prancing, I'm going to say Tawny. Out comes prancing Jerry, Jerry Hall. Hall. Yeah, yeah. Now married to Rupert Murdoch. I mean, via Mick Jagger. She's upwardly mobile. Via Mick yeah. Jagger, who shares. So she's gone Ferry, Jagger, Murdoch. I mean, who's next? Jesus Christ. Gates. I was gonna, Elon Musk. Gates, yeah, Musk. Musk. Oh, that, yeah, got to be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Tawny, not so much. I mean, Tawny. No, 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 no. I mean, her, that was their kind of. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're doing this in seriousness to say, you know, she's passed away at an early age. That was her golden era, probably, you know, the height of both of their fame. And also there was a great deal of jealousy and bitchiness. Mm. I mean, in LA in particular, I remember when they got married, her and Coverdale got married in 89. And I'm not going to say the very famous outspoken person that (laughs) said this to me, um, but she, she was at the wedding as well. And she said, I said, oh, you're at the wedding. Do you, do you, do you know? She went, no, none of us fucking know Tawny. <laughs> she hasn't got any friends. We all just got together to make it a good set, a good showing. You yeah, know? yeah. But that's LA. I mean, how yeah. many friends? Yeah, how many friends? Actual any friends of them in Coverdale yeah, exactly. You all rock up into town at the same sort of age, at the same sort of time. That's it, isn't it? You know, it's not like you've dragged the whole family with you. And it was a big rock star thing. And she survived into the follow-up album, Slip of the Tongue. Yeah. She was in those initial... She yeah. was in two of those videos, but by now she'd gone blonde. And for me, that was a bit like Hercules cutting his hair. Was yeah. it Hercules? 
Yeah. No. Who was it? Samson. Oh, Samson. Yeah. Paul Samson. <laughs> <laughs> it was like when Hercules, after he left Samson... Yeah, yeah, and was replaced by Bruce Dickinson. No, I was going to say joined Iron Maiden. <laughs> no, it's Samson, not Hercules. Yeah, yeah. You could cut Hercules' hair. He wouldn't he give, don't a, give a, he wouldn't fuck. Give a toss. He'd still kick your yeah. ass. Yeah, Samson. He's different deal. Screwed. Cut his hair. Yeah, he's finished. Bitch. He's finished. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, she, but she, yeah, you're right. She she'd gone blonde, and that kind of killed the magic. And also, slip of the tongue, not a great record. You know, it was uh, the Coverdale had done his usual thing where he'd fallen out with everyone who'd been on. Uh, well, he already sacked them. Before. He'd already sacked Sykes before it started. He'd didn't sacked he? all of them. Yeah, it's Neil Murray on bass. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ainsley Dunbar on drums. Yeah. John Sykes on. Guitar. None of them survived, survived. No, to the tour. No. But then Viv Campbell comes in and plays the tour, plays brilliantly, but then Coverdale's head is turned by Steve Vai, who's a magnificent guitarist, but not the right person for Whitesnake, as any fool would know. You know? Mm. So all of that though, stuff, so it kind of slipped away a little bit without you know getting dragged down to I, the... I tell you what, though, if he had released Slip of the Tongue mm. and then 87... I think we would still think of Slip of the Tongue as actually a very good album. Do you? Yeah, because it had um, Judgment Day. Right. Which was in no way influenced by Cashmere. No. He used to make me laugh. He used to go, yeah. no, Doc, no, Michael, it's not Cashmere, it's Rice Pudding by the Jeff Beck Group. Yeah. Which, which if you listen to it, there's like a tenuous connection. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of go, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, Dave. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure right, about mate. that one. All right. Yeah, not sure about and that And also, there's one, wasn't there one called Sailing Ships? Yeah, the, oh, the Sailing Ships. Yeah, it was very good. It was very good. When he did his, the did Deeper his the Love. Oh, that oh, was terrible. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. A Vi version of Fool for Your Loving. Oh, they did Fool for Your Loving as well, didn't they? Yeah. Which it didn't work. It no. worked with Here I Go Again. Yeah. Which was Bernie Marsden. Yeah. But Tawny in all of this, um, I they had divorced in 91. Mm. And at the time, I think I probably thought she was, she was, you know, fleeing a sinking ship. Yeah. But the truth is no one really knows what happened there. Oh, why? oh yeah. No, I don't. I don't. No idea. No idea. It wasn't that she met you. Well, she did meet me. She was very pleased to meet me in London's most expensive hotel room. That's where I decided to meet her. Yes, and what was yeah. she wearing? She was wearing, I would describe, I mean, I was uh, late evening wear, I'd say, you know, a negligee and a sort of... And what time of the day was it this? It was about probably three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> She'd just arisen. She'd just arisen. Because I was interviewed. I was there to interview Coverdale. Let's not try and pretend I was there to see Tawny. That's what but you Cover- told me. But Coverdale has, has withheld... A bit like you said he would on stage go, she's here. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't quite do that, but I didn't know she was there. And until in, she was oh, there. Until she was there. We were in this ludicrous hotel suite that was you know, ridiculously expensive. And Coverdale is doing the usual Coverdale spiel. And then he, there's, a, there's a kind of commotion behind us and the door opens and, and there she is, this vision. And it was his stage managed. In he a negligee. He knows exactly what he's doing. Wearing not very much at all, looking amazing obviously it's not as if she has literally just woken up she's woken up then had two hours of hair and makeup you know <laughs> but then it comes to the and 
He goes, uh, this is classic Coverdale. He goes, um, jo- Jonathan, probably. You know, probably. <laughs> Jonathan, uh, meet my wife. She's been laying down because she's been shopping. <laughs> that, was, that was his introduction. That was his introduction. To I remember their PR thought, at the oh, time. What was, she, what was she shopping for, David? Uh, Negligees or something, you know? But obviously he thought it was one. And he was, that was the time he was wearing the jodhpurs and the riding boots and all that sort of thing. One of the people that worked for them, a mutual friend of ours, told me at the time that she'd just gone round there after they'd had another shopping spree. <laughs> and she said, um, I don't know how she knew, maybe they got sent the bill or something. Or, yeah, I think he tried to palm the bill off on the record company. <laughs> and it was for like 20 grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she went, 20 grand? She we, said, and all I'm doing, she goes, is I'm just walking over these clothes because they're strewn everywhere uh, yeah, on the floor. Yeah. Well, I think that was how, I think it was probably how old Cuff persuaded her to go on a press junket to London. You know, it's like, <laughs> what, what else are you going to entice her with? I'm going to be doing interviews all day. But yeah, no, I think that was absolutely at the peak of their fame as well. That was where, when EMI were paying for the most expensive hotel room in London and several other things. So yeah, Cuff probably thought, yeah, this is all on them. You know, I'm making them enough money. And that's true. God knows how much he made them with that album. And of course, after that, I, I, you know, I didn't follow her career at all closely. I mean, I think there was a sort of a, it's a bit like with the pandemic now. I can't, I can't remember what Anything. happened before. No, you know. no. I think she did several reality TV things. Yeah. She did that, um, the one, you know, where they go into therapy with Dr. Bob or whatever he's called, you know. I'm nodding because there's got to be a there's got to be at least ten shows. Like there that. are they're all like that, and they all tell them really obvious Dr. things. Phil. You know, oh yeah, Doctor Phil, that's it. Where they she go? Oh, well, you know, I get fucked up on drugs and drinking. Have you ever thought about not taking drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever Mate, thought, Doctor Phil, about yeah, growing? A yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how. So, but you get a check, don't you? Make a check for that sort of thing. The last time I spoke to David. Uh, and I mentioned Tawny, which I was warned not to do. So, of course, yeah. I did it. It was he over hung, the phone. Hung up. Uh, brave. You know. yeah. No, this is, oh, God, no, 10 years ago or something. And um, it was one of those features where you have to ask them about famous people, they you know, adventures they had with various different oh, famous yeah. people. So I asked about Tawny. And he said, look, I, I really don't want to talk about it. And I said, is it because it's too painful? Yeah. And he said... Only when I have to write the check every month. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's the painful part. <laughs> but I tell you uh, what, you know, if yeah, anybody she, could argue, she got a cut. She being instrumental earned, absolutely, in his success. Absolutely, she earned every penny of that. No, I mean I, I, that album was so good yeah. that you can't help but think. I'm sure those songs. But, but also, but, but, but we would have done. But but MTV was so instrumental in those days. You can't overstress how important it was in getting yourself across America in a way you couldn't do just by being in magazines or by touring. This is pre-internet. There was no other way of doing it. This was the window into America. And she was the one that opened that window. As many times as those videos were shown, and as good as David looked and as good as the music was, they were on twice as often because Tawny yeah, was yeah. in the videos. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And, and in my memory, because at that time they were ubiquitous yeah. and they were just on all the time, yeah. particularly in America because of MTV, um, I saw those videos a million times. But when I sit here right now and try and remember the videos, my main memory is Tawny. Yeah. 
mainly I don't what know I'm why doing is splits on the car. Yeah, line. I don't know why you'd remember that bit. But... <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember the bits of John Sykes's guitar solos? No, you well, don't remember well, those number bits. One, no, it didn't, there weren't any musicians in those. Oh no, they, what they did? They had the, the live think, band. Think, yeah, I think they did. The yeah, they, yeah, Adrian Vanderberg yeah, the fucking yeah, violin. Yeah, 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 but his amp's not plugged in. No. In fact, I tell you what. They were the only two authentic ones in those videos, David and Tawny. Yeah, actually, the only two were contributing at that the time. The others didn't play on the records. <laughs> yeah. Hadn't even played live yeah, yet. Yeah. And yet he's got a bow out. Yeah. I watched that with Jimmy Page. And Jimmy said... He laughed his head off. He goes, he goes, he goes I've seen this one before. He goes, I, he goes, I nearly fell off my chair when I saw him pull out the violin bow. Yeah. Oh. I mean, shameless. <laughs> Shameless. Shameless, yeah. Shame. And then Cove, best of all, Cove then joins Pagey's band and they form Coverdale Page. Oh, it's an interesting. Yeah. Joined Pagey's well, band. Well, they joined together, didn't they? Well, that, but again, that shows you how famous Coverdale was at that point. Yeah. He was so famous that he could, he could hook up with Jimmy Page on an equal billing. Yeah. He, I mean, he, that's famous. In fact, Coverdale, again, another fate. fabulous for quotes, David Coverdale. And, I remember he said at the time, I read, not to me, I read an interview and he, he said um, uh, the first time him and Jimmy took a walk together in New York, we stopped traffic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Jimmy I, stopped traffic, David Yeah, Howell, yeah, I, David I was at the time thinking, yeah, that's yeah. Jimmy Page. Yeah, of course yeah. he stopped traffic. Yeah. Like the time but, I went Cuff to the, would, but Cuff would have done as well. The time yeah. I went to the marquee with Jimmy Page, he was my plus one, and it was packed. I told you, as we were walking through, people are parting. Yeah. And you could literally, Jimmy Page, yeah. it's Jimmy Page. Yeah. Jimmy Page ain't a bloke. Because it was a, if you were the sort of, I suppose, my sort of era of rock fan, you know, I'd been around, probably wasn't that aware of the end of Led Zeppelin because they finished in, what, 79, was it, something like 1980. that? 1980. 80. Not hugely aware of it. And then Page, for five or six years, essentially disappeared. Yeah, recluse. So, yeah, so when he came back, all of a sudden it was like, wow, you know, here's this legendary figure. It's just like, you know, all of a sudden we're seeing him walking around again. I remember you getting the first interview with him <laughs> and it was just a huge you went to his house or something didn't you it was beyond i got a phone call in the kerrang office one day and it was um another mutual friend of ours from a record company and she said to me does the name jimmy page mean anything to you <laughs> yeah. and i hung up yeah yeah because we were always well, winding you, each other up oh, remember were, oh i thought that's what Mick Wall used to do. If he didn't like the tone of your phone call. No, no, no. I remember once literally going under the desk and ringing Crusher. I forget who he told him it was. It would have probably been someone like Sebastian Bach because he loved him. Yeah. Or, yeah, someone like him or someone he would puff up about. But Jimmy Page was so, in those days, like you say, such a recluse that... He was regarded as clearly you would never, you know, he would never ring you or that would... No. That just wouldn't... No. If you said, oh, it's Bruce from Iron yeah. Maiden, you go, well, that's yeah. weird, but it wouldn't yeah. be impossible. Yeah. To the point where I remember, and, and I know you were there because I remember you made me laugh. We went to Donington and we were staying at a hotel and you went, right, better get the kit on. <laughs> and, and you went off to your hotel room and got changed Did into I? your kit. And I'm thinking... I can't tell the difference. Where's yeah. his kit? So, uh, I thought you were going to come no. down as tonight, yeah. Matthew. Yeah. I'm going to be David Coverdale, you know. 
So you said that, and I was laughing. And Crusher, of course, was in the bar. And I was up in my room, and for a joke, I rang down to the bar. And I said, uh, could you... Um, uh, I want to speak to Mr. Magus Page. Could you put out an announcement? Because <laughs> <laughs> he used to call Jimmy the Magus. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly um, I can hear the woman going, is there a Mr. Magus Page? <laughs> Magus Page! Magus Page, I could hear a bit of tittering. And next thing, Crusher actually comes to the phone. He goes, hello. <laughs> I went, is that Mr. Magus Page? He went, fuck off. Went, fuck off. <laughs> so all these sorts of gags went on all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, there was a guy called Mike Nichols who worked on Record Mirror who were on the floor above us. Yeah. yeah. And everybody hated him because he was such a twat. <laughs> In the end, a fairly decent man, actually. But yeah. he was obsessed with Kate Bush. So one oh, day they they can't ordered blame a, him for that. they ordered a mini yeah but obsessed he mm. ordered a mini cab to turn up at the office for Mike Nichols uh, to take him to Kate Bush's house <laughs> and it just took him to EMI and when he got there they're like he thought he was going to EMI to meet Kate Bush and he was all excited yeah he had to he had to pay for the cab and everything <laughs> <laughs> and then he came back and I. I yeah. Who would have done that to me? Yeah. And it was like yeah. the Agatha Christie where yeah. they were all responsible. Yeah, everyone, yeah. <laughs> everyone, Mike, we hate you. Oh, dear. So does the name Jimmy... God, yeah. Hang yeah. up, you don't get me like that. No way. Yes, I ended up going to his house and I ended up doing what was called an EPK, an electronic press kit. That, <laughs> he, he didn't that, want... that dates you, doesn't it? An EPK. Yeah, because he didn't Electro- want to talk to anybody. Because we'd have looked at that and gone... Electronic man, I wonder what it's not just like a typed out <laughs> press release. Well, we were still using yeah. typewriters, yeah. I know. I look, you're telling me things I know, that's why I'm saying it. So, the idea was he would do one interview for the press, which yeah. was with me, and they they even transcribed did he it so think, easy. Did he want the bloke from the BBC as well? No, <laughs> no, no, okay. no, 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 no. He, he, he. You know, he very, very, very much... Very said, Mick Wall, not the good one from the BBC, the one who <laughs> does the Iron Maiden reviews, that's the one I want. Yeah, 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 that guy. He was quite firm about that. He was, yeah. He yeah. said, if this album is successful, though, let's yeah, get the we'll good one from the, other, the BBC yeah, next time. I'll try and build myself up to the... Even though I'm Jimmy Page, you know. Yeah, but you ain't Aid Edmondson. Yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. get real. Yeah, let's... Yeah. So, um, I don't, how do we even get into this well, no, story? No, keep going. I want to hear the story now, the EPK. So the idea is he does one interview for the press with yeah. me and he gets transcribed and he gets sent out to all the Everyone, newspapers. Us, us minions. and we you get minions. To, we get to type up your golden <laughs> words. Jimmy Page told Mick Wall. Oh, yeah, you know. In fact, that is exactly what happened and it was, on, yeah. it was a two-parter <laughs> on the cover of Kerrang! <laughs> I only ever did at least two parts. Yeah, sometimes yeah. three. Sometimes they're rocking Rio. Sometimes six yeah. or whatever. They still haven't run the last part of rocking Rio. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. And um, also something for radio. So we did another interview purely for radio. Yeah. They could send to radio stations, and then we did another one on camera. They could send to TV stations. Yeah. And so I got to. Were know you it. on camera or just him? Oh, him. Oh, yeah. Because the yeah. idea is, is you put your own man in there. Well, that's what I thought, yeah. You've yeah. Got, you were just like one of those silhouettes on Benny Hill show or something. Yeah, but with a, you know, when they alter your voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like one of those in, yeah. <laughs> Robert Florence would like your new tutorial. That's what it was like. I would like 
That's exactly what you did a bang up job on that press kit. We've altered the voice yeah, so of, it cannot yeah. be recognized. Yeah. Um, no, it was quite funny. I saw one in like Brazil or something, and there's this guy going, Jimmy Page, Zeppelin. I'm thinking, all I asked was, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the only question you ever had. That was, that was your question. That was, that was known as the Mick Wall question. <laughs> what I'm going to do, I'll start off with the Mick Wall question, and then if I see where it leads me. If it was Ozzy Osbourne... Or David Lee Roth. Yeah, that's or all Lemmy. you need to say. That's all you needed. Yeah. You all right, mate? Yeah. Come back but, an hour later. Yeah. Tape tapes full of, full of quotes. stories. Yeah. Quotes. Jimmy, not so much. No. You had to kind of work a bit harder. Yeah. Well, he'd been recluse. He did out of the game, wasn't he? Out of the game. And, and I didn't, a, I didn't a recluse, did Led Zeppelin Omegas. Did, did Led Zeppelin do interviews when they were around? I don't really know. No. No. God, no. Oh. Well, they did some. Yeah. But Chris I mean, Welch. few and he's, far He's like Welchy. At very early days, yeah. they would talk to yeah. Chris Welch on Melody Maker. Yeah. But very quickly, the press hated them. So it yeah, was a, the, the it was sort of a, it? Yeah. it was that wonderful thing that Metallica, who we're going to mention in a minute, I think, get there eventually. Um, Metallica were very clever at this, but Led Zeppelin started it. So the press hated Zeppelin, didn't want to write about them, and if they did, they would slag them off, particularly Rolling Stone, yeah. Enemy, all the yeah. so-called heavy hitters. So they kind of flipped it and said, no, no, we don't talk to the press. We don't yeah, do yeah, press. Yeah, yeah that's because... the press don't want to do... The press don't do Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it worked it fantastically. Worked, yeah, 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 yeah. You know... But Pagey, by the time you're talking to him, is probably a bit out of practice, you know. He's not like Roth, who's, you know, does no. 10 minutes when the fridge light comes on. You know, bless him. He sounded to me in those days, he sounded like he'd just been reading an issue of Melody Maker from 1972. Yeah, Because, yeah. you know, you, uh, I really like that song on your album. See, here's a question. Do you think... No, no, interrupt me, Bob. But do you think Page was, was and is just completely trapped by his past? Yes. Yeah, he is, isn't he? That was what made it difficult. We, that's why Coverdale Page was sort of like a vaudeville act. Because you got this impression that Page, you know, it was never going to mean to him what Zeppelin meant. And it was never going to be regarded as good. Because Coverdale's out there like the old, you know, lovey he is, giving it loads, isn't he? And uh, doing all these howls. And that I think, well, I think Coverdale was, was like a pig in shit. Yeah, I mean, he was fulfilling his Led Zeppelin true. fantasies, yeah. 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 You know, Robert, get, Jimmy, Robert won't Jimmy, do it anymore. get the bow out, Jimmy. James. Yeah, James, get the bow. <laughs> yeah. Now is the time for the bow. James, two yeah. bows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think Coverdale was just delighted. And I think Paige was pretty delighted as well. But the one that buggered it was Robert. Because Robert went, fuck this. You know, I think it it was a perfect choice to wind Robert up to yeah, get David Coverdale yeah. in to replace him yeah. or do the job that he was unwilling to do. Did they do Zeppelin material? Shit, yeah. They, did they? they they started out by going, "We are not Led Zeppelin." They did yeah. the unplugged. That was the that was the unleaded. That was the starting point. And they did do Led Zeppelin songs in that, but it was with those Egyptian musicians yeah. and... You know, it's cashmere, <laughs> little snake charmer in the background. Exactly. That's what it always needed. A whole lot of love. Yeah. Bu- 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 yeah. <laughs> A whole lot of love. 
like that. It was then, brilliant. And then the they should do tour, more of that. Other people should do that. And the, but then the second tour, they got rid of all that. Yeah. And they just went out and did Led Zeppelin, except yeah. without Jonesy. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, but we seem to have strayed somewhat, John. We 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 wanted to do a quick tribute to Tawny Katana. But that would turn into a bigger tribute. But that's where that's what rock music's like, isn't it? One thing leads to another. You get these little shock waves moving outwards. Had Tawny never met Dave, would Dave have ever been with Pagey? You just don't know. Do you think they missed a trick, Coverdale Page, by but not, not getting having... Tawny? Yeah, I would have been more likely to go and see them had they had Tawny with them. Well, those videos were pretty awful. I mean, I mean, they, they looked like they, they had a million dollars spent on them. Yeah. But they looked exactly but, like the kind of... This is in, like, 94, yeah. 93, 94... 93, I think. And it, to me... So we're, all of us, we've gone full grunge by now. You're walking around in your, your check shirt and you're ringing up Kurt Cobain. <laughs> That's what you were doing. No, uh, no, no, no. I've got it wrong. I've got it. Scott Wyland, he was your mate. He was my he was, mate. wasn't he? He yeah. was my dear friend. That, yeah. He was my dear friend. But how the fuck... We're, we're kind of rambling here. Yeah. Ramble, Ramble on. on. Ramble on. Is that how that one went? Yeah, Ramble, sing your song, whatever it was. Yeah, the Egyptian version. Ramble on, (laughs) volleyball. And then it got one of those amazing, uh, you know, throat singers to come out and do that. Ramble on. Plant is just standing there in in his robes. He's in his robes doing his dancing. He's being transported by the music and the vibe. He's going back centuries. He's doing what he wants. That's what he wants to do. And Paige is slumped over his guitar thinking he's this, where am I? What am I doing? Is this Philadelphia 76? I did did that thing with Mick Wall and now I'm sitting here. And not even the Mick Wall no, from the, the BBC. No, not the BBC, but... The, the Iron Maiden yeah. guy. Yeah. Why did they land the me with him? fucking Iron Maiden guy. My solo album yeah. would have done so much better if it hadn't been Mick Wall involved. Yeah, yeah if it hadn't been a load of dribbling rubbish. Now, you there. might say that, yeah. John, but I couldn't possibly Who comment. Who couldn't comment on his, what was it, soundtrack to Death Wish or something? No, no, the album I helped him with is, was Outrider. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Where Outrider. Robert Plant actually appears on one track. Yeah, fleetingly. But the one and only. You hear him slamming the door. <laughs> he's you also got tell Jason Bonham on drums. Yeah. And he's got John Miles on vocals. Oh, OK. Remember John Miles? Miles and Miles, that's what right. I used to well, call him. That's it. before your time. Music was my first love. Oh, and that will be my... And it will be my last... Yeah. Until Jimmy Page comes along in about see, 15 this is, years see, this and saves is, my ass. See, this is why the record company chose Coverdale, because Jimmy Page's choice was some guy who'd had a hit 15 years ago. He also had Chris Farlow on the album. See, exactly, all these <laughs> fucking people he thought he used to play sessions with. It's Cheeky Monkey again. It's like, I'm going to give a break to this guy I knew if I ever get famous. I'm I, I, make- I mean, first time I heard Outrider was sitting next to Jimmy in his studio while wow. they play it to me. Yeah. I didn't even know why I was I there. I used to hate doing that. If you ever had to sit yeah, there with I, the band, listen to their album. But I didn't oh, know. I didn't know. That I makes it even that. worse. You can't prepare yourself. They said, Jimmy wants to meet you. That was it. So I'm like slamming down the phone going, don't be ridiculous. Fuck off, fuck off. Right up to the moment they send a car to my house, well, f- my flat in those yeah. days. And I literally thought... You thought, I get, you thought Mike Nichols. You thought, shall I, I did. shall I get in or not? 
I start, I tried to think of any terrible thing I'd ever written about Led Zeppelin, and I couldn't think of anything, but that doesn't mean no. there wasn't. No. Or a, a joke, maybe, because there would have been loads of yeah. those in View from the yeah, Bar. Yeah, and they were super sensitive. We used to always do this running go- a gag in View from the Bar, the gossip column in Krang, which <coughs> I, I, <coughs> I had nothing to do with, um, that you had one arm longer than the other. Do you remember that one? <laughs> So I'm thinking, he's pissed because yeah. he's read the, all the jokes about him having one arm longer <laughs> than the other, right? And um, I really, and, until I walked through that door, I thought, I really didn't know what I was walking into. Yeah. And I walk into this studio, I didn't know we were going to a studio, and uh, in comes Jimmy Page. Mick Wall, I've always wanted yeah, to meet yeah, you. And I'm thinking, yeah. no, yeah, something's is, not right This here. isn't right. I said, so let me ask you a question. I said, why am I here? And he goes, I want to play you my new album. And I kind of simultaneously went, amazing. Yeah. At the same time as thinking, oh, oh no. Fuck. Anything. You could have said anything would have been better than no, that. No, no, just beat me up. Yeah. I, yeah. And send yeah. me home. Yeah. Just tell me we're going to Boleskine House to hear oh. about Alistair Crowley. See, now that would have been That would have been scary. Yeah. But anyway, the track comes on with Chris Farlow singing. And I remember literally thinking, I thought he was dead. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy said, oh, no, he is. This is, <laughs> this is we had this. <laughs> uh, I quite liked Outrider. I, I, you know, I thought it was a decent album. You did when you saw the check. <laughs> when, when the check for the EPK came in. No, that's a good album, that Page album. You know, KKKK. You, you know, when you're doing these things, there's always like, you know, hurry up and wait, wait, you've got to yeah. wait, we'll reset this and that. Yeah. And uh, in one of those lulls, again, I'm not <laughs> going to say their name, but a certain higher up at Geffen Records had come in from America to oversee. Yeah. You know. And um, in one of these lulls. So it could only be it's John Kolodner, is it? No, no, it wasn't John Kolodner. Oh, okay. It was a woman. And she said, um, she said to him, I can't remember the exact words, but it was along the lines of, so, Jimmy, you're completely heroin-free now, are you? <laughs> and he just looked at her like that. Yeah. And she goes, oh, no, it's cool. She said, I had heroin problems yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm talking to you as yeah. a fellow user. Yeah, so I'm trying to dive in to complete yeah. the circle. I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we've, yeah. we've all had heroin problems. Who, <laughs> who hasn't been on smack in their time? I mean, come on. <laughs> this is the music business. And he's looking at us like, you pair of fucking wankers. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, you pair of fucking junkies. Because that's that Elvis thing of like, when you're rich enough, you never think you're a junkie. No. You know, you never run out. Yeah, and you're never never out in the streets scrabbling around. To this day, I don't think Jimmy Page realizes you get withdrawal symptoms because he never ran out, did he? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? You, yeah. What do you mean you ran out? Why didn't you just go yeah. and get another 10 like grand the, you know, from the cupboard? Yeah. And... It was like the Elvis thing of, um, you know, ultimately wanted to own his own pharmacy. Because... <laughs> because and work behind the counter. Yeah, no, wait, seriously. He, his fantasy when he went to Las Vegas was he was to buy his own pharmacy so that he could just have Elvis the, Presley. Yeah. You're making this I'm up. I'm not making that hang up. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, his favourite his favorite book was The Physician... The physician's desk reference, because that's why he convinced himself he wasn't uh-huh. a junk. He used to think he uh-huh. used to think junkies were. Um, oh, what uh-huh. was it? He used to say. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Would you like some more dilaudid? I was. Uh huh. Yes, uh-huh. I would. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because it was all prescription. 
he you know he he wasn't a you know depraved raving no he was a pharmacist dude. yeah he was a he was knew what he was doing I've I've got this prescription yeah. for my Veruca <laughs> that I've just written out I've got this because presi- I've been combing the physician's desk reference for three hours. <laughs> No, no, that's him. I'm saying, you know, yeah. you've got your prescription oh, going for, your, the, yeah. for your Veruca. Uh-huh. I can't go swimming, so I've got to yeah. get my Veruca ointment. Yeah. You go to the pharmacy, there's, there's Elvis the king. in the white coat. Yeah, dispensing. You go, excuse me, Dr. Presley. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Could you fill this? Yeah, you're going to need some. You're yeah. going to need some delauded yeah. with that. Yeah, and do you know he also his his other obsession was law enforcement, and he would stop people for for speeding on Elvis Presley Boulevard. They'd get pulled over by someone in a uniform. It was fucking Elvis. <laughs> Give so me, what yeah. we're saying is, pharmacist yeah. by day, cop, cop by, by night. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bombed out of his brains, yeah. blissed out of his tiny mind. And but if you scene, said to him, if you said to him, Elvis, are you a junkie? He would have looked at you like you were insane. Or if you said, Elvis, you're a bad driver, you've been speeding, yeah, he would yeah. say, I'm a uh, cop. Yeah, I'm a cop. You, get, I get badge. my many, many badges that yeah. I... Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you did well, get stopped fa- by Elvis fa- at night, though. You're driving. Yeah. You're going a little bit too fast. You see the speed camera blink. Next thing, blue yeah, lights. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Dri- driver's license. I can't yeah, tell you yeah. what, driver's license. Yeah. Driver's license, please, sir. He'd be, yeah. he'd be very solicitous. <laughs> driver's license, please. He was very solicitous because he, he was in the fantasy, in the fantasy. That, the famous picture of him with Richard Nixon, where you see Nixon stand there and Elvis is there in his cape and his black suit and his eyes have got the thousand-yard stare of someone who is totally out of their gourd. He'd gone to see Nixon because he wanted to be made a special agent of the Drug Enforcement Agency. And, and, and Nixon and got did. It, and got it, yeah. yeah that famous yeah. picture of them shaking, shaking hands. That's the picture, yeah. And you look at Elvis. And then, and you, he, you, know. and then you read the story yeah. saying that Elvis was completely out of his head at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. And yet now has the power as a special agent of the DEA to go around making busts. So what we're talking about is pharmacist by day. Yeah. Law traffic, for, traffic cop when by he, night. Well, he'd gone. He was going up the DEA ranks. DEA agent at the weekend. He was incredibly peeved because he he only had the he was a bit like a sheriff in Memphis or something. And then he met a guy in California who had this DEA badge. This other entertainer, a guy called Paul Freeze, the man of a thousand voices, and Freeze was a real cop, you know, arse licker, and used to help the police benefit people out and what used we to, call a snitch yeah 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 kind of yeah he used to lend them it when they used to have to do uh busts in beverly hills because all the cop cars were naked he used to lend them his rolls royce so they could be unseen as they drove into <laughs> and, and and he got this badge he got this badge this this da badge and that's what started elvis off wanting it see if elvis had been around for the wire yeah, oh, you would have loved the wire. Elvis versus Man. Avon Barksdale. Yeah, Elvis turning up in his gold-plated, <laughs> bulletproof yeah. Rolls Royce. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Avon, hey Avon, I'm going to take you out. Yeah. Avon. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now Avon's left the building. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. But, but, to- but yeah, so I think Paige would have <laughs> was looking at you two like that because he in his head. He wasn't, you might have been taking heroin, he might technically have been taking heroin, but you weren't taking the heroin Jimmy was taking. No, I wasn't no. taking any heroin. No. No, I'm, just, I'm just in the conversation. <laughs> You're just trying to fit in. I'm just trying to hang yes, out with the said, dudes. I, be, I better, yes, I, I've taken heroin. Haven't we all? Yeah. We've all, we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. 
you know. So to bring that back... Yeah, what we're doing now, circling back. Tawny Katane. Okay. But you were were saying about Page, you're going to finish this story of being in the office with Jimmy Page and the woman from America. Oh, no, that was it. She started talking about heroin. (laughs) That was a good story. (laughs) Well, it was before it was interrupted and I forgot what the hell I was going to say. That was a tremendous story. It was a very good story. Mm. Mm. So um, I I do want to end with Tawny Katay. Yes, let's go back to Tawny. Because uh, it so happens I'm working on this book about LA in the 80s, the music scene, and... Uh, there were a tremendous amount of female uh, women. Female women. <laughs> well, I was going to say celebrities, but that's yeah. it was socialites. You know, people that were women that were in the rock scene that were abused, exploited, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but Tawny is the only one that kind of came out triumphant. And I, I tell you what, I'm thinking of here. I'm thinking of people like Bobby Brown. Yeah. Who ended up. Like, did she marry Janie Lane, I think? I think she did. And they had children. I don't... Yeah, but maybe. it ended very badly. I mean, Janie is dead now too. Yeah. And he had terrible alcohol problems. Yeah. Um, but he kind of... He, he, he married the model from the Cherry Pie video. Yeah. And should have lived happily ever after. Yeah, that's true. But it didn't work out. But then you get, you know, like, say, Guns N' Roses um, with the girl who had sex with Axel... Uh, during the record, recording of Rocket Queen. Now, of course, that can't, that's not in a video. Um, but there was a kind of coterie of, of women around Guns N' Roses, one of which was Michelle Young. Yeah. Who is the, you know, the song My Michelle was about mm. her. Her and Axel were an item. Um, and there were, you know, the. the well, there's the, all this there's Sharice Neal. There's, there was, I mean, I think there, were, there was. There's a reality show now, isn't there? The ex-wives of Beverly Hills or something, which is Sharice Neal and someone like Bobby Brown and right. all of these girls who were married to rock stars of that era. But for me, those girls were girls that married rock stars. And I know you can say exactly the same about Tawny, except for me, she she, she was already a star. Yeah. And and yeah, Coverdale kind of brought her into his orbit, and and she helped make him a big star in America. So for me, she and she had I don't know there was something classy about her in the videos. Yeah, I mean you hear terrible women suffer. The stories that men tell about women are so disgusting and depraved quite often. Um, Whereas if it was a bloke in the story, we'd be all saying, what a great Jack the Lad. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. So she suffered like every woman does in that regard. But at the same time, I mean, I think she was probably the the perceived as um, one of the strongest women, if you like, in the rock scene, until you get to Courtney Love. Yeah, which comes along quite soon. Quite soon after. Suppose, yeah. And obviously Courtney yeah. has more of a grasp on contemporary mores let's just say in the 90s but i think tawny was in her own way um just as ballsy just as out there yeah she yeah absolutely i agree well said except better looking yeah more beautiful not just sexy but beautiful and not just oh looks nice as a young woman a young chick young girl no just beautiful woman just a beautiful 
woman. Uh, and if you think of Axel putting, here, here we go, Stephanie Seymour. In his November Ray yeah. and other videos, he didn't have the same impact. No, that's true. It didn't. You're could right. It could have You're been. Right. No, yeah. no offence to, to Stephanie, no. another beautiful woman, yeah. but it could have been any chick in that wedding dress, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it could. Maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was because, you know, Axel had to do his little starring role, you know. Who knows? Which was killed. hilarious. It was hilarious. but He it wasn't exactly did, covered did, down yeah, in yeah, Here no, I exactly, Go Again. Exactly. That's the thing, you know. That's why you remember that video. <laughs> No, I just remember this very oh, tall waxy. bride in a wedding dress yeah. and next to her... A demented... Kind of a hobbit figure. Yeah, yeah, going nuts. In in um, elasticated tracky bottoms. Yeah, that's right. From Sports That we Direct. now know he got from, from Sports, Sports Direct. Direct. Yeah. <laughs> Tawny wasn't yeah. any of those things. No, she wasn't. And she wouldn't she have put terrific. up with any of that shit either. No. Correct. But we don't know... We don't know why she died. We just know she died young. Yeah. It is young. Yeah, 59. It's no age, so it's very sad. We're very sorry to hear it, Tawny. Yeah, really, really sorry to hear that. And our condolences and best wishes go out to all her friends and family. She was a true one-off She was. Icon. An original. We'll leave it there. If you enjoyed this episode... Be sure to leave us a review, share it with a friend, or plain old subscribe wherever you listen to it. To get you some conversation online, follow us on Twitter at GetcherPod. Until next time. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want.